And um, I think it's a pretty interesting topic because I'm pretty sure some people say sexual addiction. How would you be addicted to, how can you be addicted to sex? Well, me personally, I believe that it's, I mean, it's true. It's, I think it's certain things that trigger things in our brain, you know, that cause a little chemical imbalance that could put you on that path where, you know, you can turn into a sexual, I don't want to say predator, but what you think? Oh, man. When you when you made me aware what the topic was, I, I immediately went in and started doing my homework. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that chemical you're talking about is uh, it's called dopamine. 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 Okay, dopamine. Yeah. Um, man, I, I think first and foremost, and I'll probably repeat this again at some point in the broadcast, that uh, sexual addiction is first. A spiritual issue, um, and the spiritual issue is self-control. Right. Um, whatever your impulses are, mm-hmm. I know we speaking specifically about sexual addiction, but whatever your impulses are, self-control is what one would be lacking. So um, the struggle or the challenge is. Uh, who do I turn, who or what do I turn to so that it's, it's non-existent in my life at this point? Or do I just continue to do what I'm doing right. to gratify that craving that I have? Because it's, it's, it comes down to a craving. Right, right. You know, and the psychology piece that I looked into is really, uh, it's a big component of it as well because... Now, I choose to believe that I have to do it Uh in order to satisfy or fulfill a need. So I looked at anxiety and how that plays a part and how some people um, fall into uh, psychological traps of now that I'm stressed out, I have to do X, Y, Z. And they look at all, the tendency is to look at all these other things outside of us to help us to fix the issue that we have within us. Right. And that's where uh, the cycle repeats itself. And if we're not careful, it can become an idol. True. True. <laughs> so, but is, is, is sexual addiction bad? You think? I don't think it's... I, I don't... And you asked me. Yeah, I'm asking you. <laughs> so, I'm asking you. <laughs> I don't think it's bad for married couples. Oh, okay, okay. I, I think that um, you know it was it was initially created so that we, the man and the woman, can have fun within that dynamic. Right. I think it's a stress release, though. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I agree with you. So, I guess my question to the viewers and anybody that's paying attention is: Is sexual addiction is bad? And what is the cure for sexual addictions? That's what I really want to know. I mean, I understand the piece about the having the self-control and the discipline. But on the flip side of it being a stress reliever, how can it be bad? I don't know. It's like, it's a crazy situation. (sighs) When we talk about stress relievers, uh, 
obviously there are a lot of alternatives, right? True, true. But we choose to use that as a release. So here's my question. Is the stress completely gone after the experience is over? That's what it really boils down to. True. I don't think so. I think it's, <laughs> so, it's, it's, it's gone for a minute. Temporarily. Temporarily. Right. But then it comes back, I believe. I Absolutely. think so. I think so. It comes. It's just a, it, it, the, once you do have the sex or whatever, it puts the band aid on it for a while. Yes, sir. But then that wound going to start itching. Yes, sir. That band aid going to come off and you're going to have to go back at it again. Yes, and sir. Again. And again, so I don't know. But another thing I was thinking. Yes, sir. Mental, well, mental illness uh-huh. has a big part to play with, play in sexual addictions. I believe. Absolutely. Because once we thought about this topic, like you did your homework, uh-huh. I started to think back when I was in the group homes. Okay. And actually catching residents in the act. Okay. And sitting wondering like, wow, what made them do that? Yeah. You never know. True. So whatever they were going through mentally, you know, I guess translated into them acting out in a sexual manner and it pleased them for a minute. Yes. So that's a tough one. I mean, I wish we had a a, a sexual uh, well, we have one coming if she makes it. A sex expert. Yeah. Maybe talk to us about it <laughs> Hopefully when she gets here But sexual addiction I just wonder how they treat it I mean How is it clinically treated huh. Well um, I did see that Sometimes It can be treated as a Obsessive compulsive disorder Right Because there's an, an obsession And then there's a compulsion as well Okay In a mix Um and what, what the government will do is say, okay, this is the issue, and they'll write you a prescription for whatever. I don't know what that is. Right. But the danger in that is that it'll cause us to rely on whatever the prescription is. Right. So, again, it's still, it's still uh, somewhat of a dilemma because you're looking outside of yourself mm-hmm. to resolve something within you. Mm-hmm. So, right. Um, and just going back to your group home experience, um, I learned that sometimes uh, sexual addictions can be a result of childhood trauma. Yeah, um, or abuse. Yeah, 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 yeah right. or abuse. Right. Um, and the whole, uh, you know, being a, a young adult or adolescent, you know, our minds haven't really developed. So right. we're trying to figure out how to uh, express the trauma or the abuse that has taken place. And sometimes, um, you know, masturbation can be a, uh, a result of that. Right. Or sometimes, you know, on the a, on a farther side of the extreme, it could be, you know, something that leads to pedophilia. It could be something that leads to uh, obsession of, with rape and things of that nature. Right. Um, so it, it could be very dangerous, but what I don't, and I hope that the, the, the sister that comes in hits on this, um, pornography is a, is a big door that opens up that leads to those sexual addictions because psychologically you can begin to look at women like objects. True. Yeah, it'll take you to a point where you're looking through women, you're sizing them up. Even though nowadays, and this 
culture and society that we live in. A lot of things are not even left up to imagination anymore because people are not wearing clothes. Right. <laughs> yeah. But you're there right. was a time when we were coming up where you had to imagine. Yeah. Because women were more modest back then, as yeah. in comparison to now. But pornography opens up a big door for that. Yeah, you got a point. Yeah, pornography. You got those addictions too. You're definitely right. But I don't know. I guess that's something that. I don't know, I'm, I'm eager to learn more about because, like I say, when it came up, I was like, hmm, never really touched on. We talked about everything on this show, but never sexual addictions. Yeah. Like, I know about drug addiction, yes. Sexual addiction, yes, I've heard about it, but I don't know. I guess it then us being men. Yeah. But uh, I'm pretty sure it's women that are addicted to sex, too. I'm sure. So, but they may be. A, they may keep it a little more quiet. But I don't know. That's that's a good one. So, we will get into that topic and uh, see what you all think. Feel free to call us up at four one zero seven zero two five six five seven. We would love to hear your comments, questions, or experiences. Please call us up and let us know what you think about the topic. Of sexual addictions That's the first part And later on we'll be getting into Is a topic important As far as in a relationship Or in a situationship How some people You know dwell on the topic Or they let the topic Instead of they let the topic Define what's going on Instead of the actions between the two So we're going to talk about a few things Today I see a few uh of our listeners and viewers are on Shout out to all of y'all Oh, Chad said adrenaline Can play a part in it Adrenaline, okay Hmm. Okay. You might be right You might be right yeah. I, hey, Adrenaline Ritalin I don't know, I don't know But I'm gonna definitely do more Homework on this and we're gonna talk about This more, I would say. This won't be the only show that we'll talk about sexual addictions. We're going to talk about other addictions also. But as far as sexual addiction, if it's uh, anybody know anything about any medications that they may put you on, and I'm just anxious to know. I want to know what calms that fire when you're revved up to get that thing off of you, to get that monkey off your back. Then I really want to know, like, for a person that is. Yeah. Addicted to sex When they don't get it What do they do Do they just masturbate Does that Could that possibly Fuel a rapist mm. You know it's interesting You said that you Never know uh, I, I, I was uh, Looking at Serial killers mm-hmm. Just studying childhood trauma because I have a background in psychology so I was looking at I was studying child psychology Mm -hmm. and I was looking at what happened in the childhood of these serial killers Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it probably wouldn't surprise you to know that Ted Bundy was was addicted to pornography at an early age Mm. okay and if, if, if the listeners know anything about Ted Bundy um he did some very things he did some things that we would deem to be very grotesque. Oh. Like uh, having sex with dead bodies. Uh, like very, very what we would deem to be extreme. But here's this guy who looked like the average uh, the average guy with a family. Mm-hmm. 
you know, very educated. But he had these demons that he never dealt with in childhood. And he had experienced, if I'm not mistaken, either him or Jeffrey Dahmer experienced some childhood rape. Uh-huh. Um, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. And it manifests itself uh-huh. when it's not addressed in your childhood. Right. It manifests itself when we become older. Mm-hmm. Um, to the point where if you read Ted Bundy's story, even with his, I don't know if it was his wife or his lady friend, there were times where he asked her to act as if she was dead during the act, the, the whole sexual experience. That's sick. So, but again, a, a, mm. a forest fire starts with just a, a small fire. Right. Right? Right. Just a strike of a match. Yeah. And you got a, a, a blaze in California, right? Uh-huh. So, just going back to how pornography can open up that door, mm. especially in our childhood, if we don't know how to deal with that psychologically, Man, you had trauma to that. You can forget about it. And that's, now that, that you put it like that, you threw the pornography out there. Funny story. And, all right, I got an uncle. Uh-huh. That all my, my mother's siblings moved out of the house. You know, okay. you still got grandma's house. Yes. He was the uncle uh-huh. that stayed in the house. Yes, sir. <laughs> all right. Shout out to my Uncle Reggie, man. But anyway. Yes, sir. Uncle Reggie. I'm being nosy one day, right? Yes, sir. So, I go in his room. Sure. And open the closet door. Right. He got porno books stacked. Absolutely. Movies. Oh, I go grab a movie. I go downstairs. Living room. Bow. Door. If somebody's opening the door, I'd have been caught. Boom. Put the porno in. Yes, sir. Uh, and it's crazy that I still remember this. Mm. All right, put it in. I ejaculated. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's the first time that I can recognize that I can do that. Yeah. Young age, I like the feeling. Yes, sir. So for days uh-huh. after in middle school, yeah, seventh grade, grandma house. I'm getting in grandma house after lacrosse practice. I'm going upstairs in Uncle Reggie's room. I'm getting the porno yes, and I'm sir. putting it in every day. Absolutely. <laughs> So I must have been addicted to porn back then, but I, I came out of that, I will say. But yes, it's funny that like that could have turned into something else. Could've. But hey, we gonna get back to y'all. Don't go nowhere. This is it is when it is radio. We be right back. Well, Jason, I've got to tell you pretty much everything this company is looking for in an entry-level candidate. Great. Your resume isn't quite what we're used to, but you've got a fantastic work ethic. Thank you. And I'm impressed by how you carry yourself. So, should we talk about the job? What? The job? Oh, sorry. Yeah, I have no way of recruiting or even meeting you. This interview didn't happen. It may sound ridiculous, and that's because it kind of is. There's a huge pool of talent your company is missing out on. Meet the grads of life. Who are they? Talent worth knowing about. Young adults of unique determination and experience. An ideal fit for your company in an entry-level position, internship, or even mentorship. They might not have every qualification you typically look for, but they're exactly who your company needs. Man, we really could have used him. Don't miss out on a resource many innovative companies have already discovered. Go to gradsoflife.org to learn how to find, cultivate, and train this great pool of untapped talent. Brought to you by the Ad Council and gradsoflife.org. My name is Ruth Rusi. I'm a retired teacher. I'm 91 years old, and this is how I live united. I say retired, but not really. 
Once a week, I read books to children as part of United Way's education program. Reading to a child creates links between language and literacy. It creates a bond between grown-up and child. And believe it or not, it prepares them for a better academic future. Oh, we read about frogs and flies and pigs with wings, all sorts of juicy stuff. It's a joy to watch all those little faces. I figure I have the time and they have the need. And I've always believed that if we're not here to help each other, then what are we here for, really? My name is Ruth Rusi. I help kids prepare to succeed in school. So I don't just wear the shirt, I live it. Give. Advocate. Volunteer. Live United. It's time, it's time for, for flashback. flashback. Now I'm not going to say all Aries don't know. It's just the one you had. That it's was just, just the long one. Like, you know. Yeah. Huh. But it's always something that you can Go ahead, listen. Can you, can you recollect any signs that you might like? <coughs> <coughs> mm-hmm. October 15th. Or 16th. <laughs> what, what, what is that? And Libras. See, I've had some good Libras and I had one really bad Libra, but he was white, so he f- this back anyway, so I don't. <laughs> wait, 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 hold on, wait a <laughs> Demonstrate. You got to demonstrate the the the, the, I mean, the back. <laughs> no. <laughs> Ain't no way. Not the how they, how they bust? Boy, show why they bust. <laughs> and then want to cry afterwards. I mean, what the f- is the point of the tears? I mean, I can see you shake. Yeah. And you know, shake it off real quick. But you crying? Fuck out of here. What was he crying for? Because maybe this is the big thing. I got that good. Nice bitch. The shame. McLean's couch every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Only on the exposed radio. Keyboard Cat, Hamilton the Pug, and Toast Meets World. These are some of the Internet's most beloved pets. With millions of YouTube views, shares, Instagram likes, followers, and fans across the globe. But what do all these amazing pets have in common? Their stories started in a shelter. Start your story. Adopt a dog or cat today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a shelter or adoptable pets near you. Training that pet to play the keyboard? Well... That's entirely up to you. You are listening to BeExposedRadio.com. We're back. Yes, we are. We're back. Yes, we are. And I'm joined by two lovely ladies. We got Lady Lee and Go-Go in the building. I'm here. Ladies. Hello, hello, hello. Oh, shout out to Jar John Joe. What's happening? Tanika Brogdon, how you doing? Andre Young, Chad Davis, and all the other people. We love you. Um, we're talking about sexual addictions, ladies. 
Oh, wait a minute. I thought we had commercial. We had a little commercial break up in there. Yeah. yeah we going to do the commercial break first. Oh, oh yeah. We're going to okay. do the commercial break first. I'm sorry. <laughs> we all look. See what sex make us do? Lose your mind. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, hi, Facebook, YouTube, and Periscope. We do want to take a moment of silence and say rest in peace to Aretha Franklin and Senator John McCain. Yeah. All right, Pete. Moment of silence, I guess. Yeah, moment of silence. Moment of silence. Hmm. R-E-S-P-E-C-T She did yeah. sing that right Yeah She did, <laughs> she did. Sure. Really you don't know Aretha I had to Franklin? make sure I had to The make queen sure. of soul right. Yeah the queen Okay yeah. You right The queen So What is y'all take on Sexual Addictions Um So let me start by saying There are a number Of sexual addictions It's not just Sex You know People have Addictions to uh, Porn Masturbation um, masochism. Um, oh, what? Masochism. What's that? Yeah, what's it's, that? It's like when they like it rough. It's like a, a higher level to liking it rough. So they do certain things that normal people, well, I shouldn't say normal. They wouldn't do the things like regular sex. So they do stuff like um, whips and chains, strangulation, hardcore. I mean, the things that you see in your normal porn videos mm. that's basically what they do they do um restraints um tied up being um uh bound or you know it's just a, it's a number of things that they would do so um but the thing is i think that the addiction comes from it's leading from a deeper cause um sometimes it's abuse yeah sometimes it's um trauma Sometimes people have been through a number of messed up situations, messed up relationships. So what they tend to do is they act out the addiction. Right. Um, it's, the, the, it's the same kind of addiction. It has not been clinically aimed at, but it's the same kind of addiction as like using a drug. Okay. You know, they chase that same feeling that they had the very first, first time, time it happened. So, you know, some women like to be choked or strangled, so they take it a little further. They wait until you choke them so bad that they black out. Um, They have, um, yeah, I know. It's a little rough. I know. I know. It's a little rough, but um, some people, you know, they especially um, people that are sexually frustrated, it's like a release. So, same thing with masturbation. Sometimes they can't get off with the person they're with because they've already done it so much with themselves that they can only get it's like a mind thing mm-hmm. you, you know you trick your mind into saying i'm the only one that can get me off right yeah mm-hmm. so i mean it's a, a number of addictions i think there's some people that are addicted to sex they don't realize that they are addicted to sex okay. and usually they start off a lot earlier in sex and a, a lot of times it's from like your babysitter, you know, like the babysitter yeah. kind of raped you. <laughs> Babies, why have let my babysitters ever mess with me? Well, see, all my teachers. But let I me say told. this: it's not a, it's not a good Stop. thing because it's like you take, you take control over somebody. Right. And the, the thing about these addictions is somebody actually has control over you. So what they do is they allow you to release an energy and release without being in control of anything. So what they normally do is, especially like the strangulation, asphyxiation and strangulation, what they do is they will choke them until they black out. So they they waiting to get choked so good that it's like, boom, 
I can have sex and I can be choked out all at the same time. And it's like a high. Tanika Brog says it's usually a cousin. It may be. It may be a cousin. It is. It's a cousin, a family member. The sad part about it is these things happen and nobody really says anything because they don't they're kind of scared to tell. Right. You know, like the you know, like the abuse with the um, priest. You know, you had um, what's his name? Dante. uh, Uh, Can't think his name. I I know exactly you talking about him and I grew up in the same neighborhood. We went to the same church. Right. Nobody knew that he was being abused until he decided he was going to shoot him. Right. And he probably had that pain and that hurt over and over Over again. So, you know, and some people retreat, you know, so you have that you fight or flight sense. So the fight or flight sense, you decide whether you want to be a fighter about it or do you want to just stay reserved and get scared about it? Mm. So I know people are laughing. They was like, yeah, uh, yeah, trying to get the same. Chad says trying to get the same feeling like the first time. Absolutely. Mm. But like a drug, your body gets used to it. So you're chasing the first feeling, which leads to the addiction. Exactly. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. So, um, what happens is when you try to get that feeling back and you can't reach it, you go for more harder things. So you then may, again, black out. You may get some kind of um, relief. You may get a sensation like if I do it again or I do it harder, you know, it'll happen more. Same thing about the suspension. When people are suspended in the air and they're like unable to do this. Because usually when you're about to come, you kind of want to retreat. You want to bring yourself back. But if I have you suspended like this, you can't come mm. back. You can't put your legs together. Right. Right. So. Ooh. Well, I will say this. <laughs> Every time you come. You learn you bring, a little something. <laughs> I learn a little something, but you're bringing them out. Yeah. Um, Sabrina, your baby boss, who says she likes getting choked. Well, it, it is, it's a fine line between choke to death. Choked to black out and choked. Yeah. Hey, Sabrina, can yeah. you please call us up at 410 <laughs> and let us know, do you like to be lightly choked, heavily choked, choked until you're about to black out, or choked until you black out and then get smacked to get back up? Well, see, uh, sometimes, and I'm going to say this, if you've ever watched any of those shows like I'm Addicted To, people are addicted to the sensation, not the act. Right. So when somebody is kind of like restraining them, Mm -hmm. that's what they're um, attracted to. It's an attraction. mm -hmm. So, and same thing with people that are... um, Masturbators, they masturbate and they continue to do it because it's like I want that same sensation I felt. I can get close to it, but maybe not close enough. Right. So you know, like they had the um, guy, and this happened here in Baltimore where the guy had the gerbil in his butt. What? Oh, I, I yeah. remember him. Yeah, yeah. I don't. So they, yes. So what they do is <laughs> oh, um, they put gerbils in their butt, and the reason why they use a gerbil, just like a my, mouse, is spineless. So it, he can go straight in the hole and just run around. And they run around in the anus until basically they pass out because they suffocate. And then they try to shit them out or take them out. And people sometimes, I know you, you won't see this a lot, but you may Ooh. hear it. Like on the movie Snowfall, um, they put drugs in their butthole because it goes straight to the bloodstream. Right. And they can get higher faster. Oh, so, man. 
or they take those um um we also had this happen in Baltimore not too long ago at John Hopkins. You had the guy who vacuumed his penis. What? He wanted that sucking and pulling feeling, so he kept on doing it. And then his penis got so big because he was so erect that it got stuck into the vacuum cleaner. And they had to call 911 because they couldn't get it off of him. What? But people, I, I, that's why I said the extreme is the addiction. Oh. You know, they're here, mm. but the extreme goes a little further. So, mm. I, I know, I know, but hey, you asked about addiction, so <laughs> this, is, this is what happened. Yeah, this is what happened. So. I think we got a good soul break. We'll be right back. <laughs> okay. You use Tearless Baby Shampoo because it's gentle on your baby's eyes. You make sure his toys don't have any sharp edges. You always test the bath water to make sure it's not too hot. You taught her what to do when the smoke alarm goes off. You make sure she wears a helmet when she rides her bicycle. You put on his sunscreen, even when he's embarrassed his friends will see. You do so much to keep your child safe. But are you using the right car seat for your child? Is your child facing the right way in the car seat? Is the seat too big or too small? How do you know when it's time to move your child into the next type of seat? Car crashes are a leading killer of children ages 1 to 13. Protect your child's future at every stage of life. For information on the right seat for your child, visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. That's safercar.gov slash the right seat. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Why is Connor having trouble focusing in school? Having trouble finding Connor's middle school? Would you like directions? No. Why is Connor having trouble focusing in school? Finding lowest airfare to Istanbul. No, I'm, I'm tired of fighting with him over homework. Home, walk, restaurant. Need a review? No, I need help. He's very smart, but his mind wanders. He's disorganized. I think I understand. Oh, God. Finding best potatoes for french fries. No! Russet. Fingerling. Yukon Gold. Why don't you understand me? Sorry, I was trying to show how Connor feels every day. Frustrating, isn't it? Redirecting to understood.org. For the one in five kids with learning and attention issues, this is what life can feel like. ExploreUnderstood.org, a free online resource about learning and attention issues designed to help your child thrive in school and in life. Understood.org, because understanding is everything. Brought to you by understood.org and the Ad Council. Just a bit outside crew every Monday, 8 to 10 p.m. on uh, BeExposedRadio.com. You want to uh, start off? Um, I think I'll get it out of the way on a who's not. Okay, do it. The Orioles. <laughs> right, right. They, they got swept by the Royals. They lost four in a row. And mm. uh, the last five games have all been decided by one run. Mm-hmm. Uh, the game before, or the, the last game that they lost before the Royals was uh, the Nationals and as a Weeders, of course, mm-hmm. won the one with a uh, home run, drove right, the, hit the uh, home run, hit the home right. Run. Um, they're going into that National Series. It seemed like they were doing so well, and they just they just crapped out. Um, uh-huh. They got that game postponed, so who knows when they're going to replay that or play that game? Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's my first knot for the night. Okay. Um, uh- uh, okay, I'm going to go ahead and um, weigh in on my who's not, and I'm going to talk about the San Diego Padres. The Padres. That's yeah. Okay, you Padres. just took my answer. 
are um, <laughs> they're in last place in the NL West. Um, they've lost eight of their last ten. Their run differential is a negative 65, um, which is just horrible. So when you have uh, when, when, well, let me just uh, talk about run differential a little bit. It's it's kind of like the um, you how much like you're ratio, you're winning or losing uh, your games by, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. It's like the margin of victory, kind of. Right. So, um, when you're in a negative number, that that means that you know you're in your average game, you're losing by a whole lot. Right. I mean, a number like negative sixty-five, you know, this early into the in the season is 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 pretty rough. That's and horrible. The uh, the pitching numbers pretty much um, support this uh, this uh, stat right here. I mean, the team ERA is four seventy, which is twenty sixth in the league. Um, they have uh, one hundred twenty. You are listening to BeExposedRadio.com. Read her stuff. Yeah, because that looks... Well, he leaves on it. He's back. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I'm looking at these comments. Okay, Lady Lee. Lady Lee, you got something for us? Yes, look us up on any podcast service like iTunes, Google, Spotify, and many more. Search for Be Exposed Radio and catch up with us on your schedule. Oh, okay. That was one of these comments. Um... Okay. Chad Allen Davis says it all starts at home when you're taught either in a good traditional way or an abusive way. Um, Chad, I would agree and somewhat disagree. Um, the reason being is because you can be raised in a good home, but you might have somebody on the outside that taints what you've been taught or what you your teachings, I should say. Um, so, like your mom and dad could do you know, an A-plus job, but you might have Sally at school that says, if you tell your mom and dad, you know, I'm going to kill them or I'm going to hurt them, and then it makes a child, you know, change their mind. And some people, and I shouldn't just say children, some people are just weaker in the sense that something will happen if I don't do what I need to do or they feel that they have to take the challenge. So I do agree and then disagree um, it, a lot of it starts with what's actually going on in your home and in your outside life. Right. Okay. Uh, Tanika Brogdon says, does that mean that all people that is sex addicted, bad people? No. Okay. I wouldn't say they're bad people. I believe that it's, it's a fine line between addiction and loving or liking sex. The addiction is when it goes just too far mm-hmm. and it's a mental thing. Um, that's where you come in, Darrell. <laughs> that's where Darrell comes in to help out. But um, no, I wouldn't say they're bad people. They just enjoy sex, and they enjoy sex in a different kind of way. And sometimes it's not really an addiction because you like it. It's an addiction because you can never get back to where the original feeling was or sensation was. Right. So I wouldn't say that. But Dar- I was asking Darrell on a break. You know what? Has he ever come across any sex addictions? So, and he said, "No, not <laughs> no, yet. Not, not yet. None that I know of." Okay. Uh, well, do you, but do you have abused people? Like in your, have you come across abused people? And, and not abused sexually, maybe you know, abused mentally by someone outside the home. Oh, absolutely. Um, inside and outside the home, certainly. Um, and I, I, I'm with you on the fact that, well, one of the um, comments. People who commented, I agree with what you agree with in terms mm-hmm. of that. You know, it happened. It, 
if we're not cautious and more cognizant as parents right of what we instill in our kids and you know, we can't control everything right, right. A- absolutely right. we cannot right. but we gotta we gotta make sure that our patterns are more consistent than not right so um and the lines of communication absolutely right. so yeah when we coming to the table when we breaking bread mm-hmm. we're not pulling out phones right? right right but we having some real conversations about this kind of thing right um, what the tradition is, or what it should be, what it should look like, uh-huh. right? Because we have so many. Um, I think about a buddy of mine who jokes with with some of the kids from time to time. He said, "How many of y'all have Pornhub on your phone?" Right, <laughs> a ton of them. A ton of yeah, them. Yeah, right. a ton of them do. Right, because that's where they kind of learn it. You, yep. they don't have the opportunity to talk to their parent about it. Yeah. And the right. thing is, a lot of these parents, they're so busy being their friend, yep. right. they're not giving that adult, straight up, daddy, mommy conversation. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And we got to do a better job of making our kids comfortable with right. having those kind of dialogues. Exactly. And, and even if it requires, I, I remember a, a couple of shows that came on Netflix, mm-hmm. right? I watched it first. It was about a young lady who was raped at a, a college house party. Oh, yeah. I saw that one. I don't, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't remember the name of right. it. Right. I saw I that I watched one. it first, mm-hmm. and then I said, okay, this is appropriate. Or a good segue for me to have this conversation with Absolutely. my daughter mm-hmm. at the table. Mm-hmm. So we talk about sex. We talk about these kind of things because it's a teachable moment that we, we should take advantage of. But right. if I'm busy, am I being an adult? Or if I'm thinking about me. Or if you're telling your child, don't watch that. Right. Don't watch it. Don't watch it. Don't watch it. Without giving. And guess what's gonna happen? Boom! I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch it on the low, and I'm gonna tell all my girlfriends, and I'm gonna say, yeah, you know. And then you don't get the opportunity to mm-hmm. put that segue in. And, and then it goes into phases because then exactly. I go from that phase, mm-hmm. right, to now. Now I'm at school, and I'm wondering, or, or at least listening. Mm-hmm. Who's who's the one that's easiest? Exactly. Right. Because now I can put it into practice what I'm watching. Exactly. <laughs> right? True. Yeah. Because she's easy. Wow. Exactly. And then it's, it just gets progressive and, more. And you basically you and I hate to say it this way, but you mind fucked them. You you know you basically yeah because the thing is let's let's take uh, you know high school kids high school kids are entertained by other high school kids and people that are out of high school mm-hmm. so you know they go into these like when we used to go to school they go to these football games or these basketball games and these alumni or people who have already graduated come back yeah you know let me tell you about this no I ain't that kind of guy come on go with me I look listen. I'm telling you, I'll be like a big brother to you. Yeah. Boom. Then I got I got in my car. Once I got in my car, I can do pretty much anything I want right. to. Because right. now I've already put in the work. And because her mind is so, oh, I want to be down. I want to be in with the crew. And my father's working. He never talked to me about that show I right. watched. Right. So I'm going to just go ahead and take information from my peers who don't know as much as me. Yeah. Right. Right. Same thing about the younger kids. You know, they out here having sex with each other. And, like, the one thing that it, it, it kind of stunned me, this hand-foot mouth disease. I see people sharing drinks that hardly know each other. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they all on the same cup. They sipping out the same straw. And I'm like, 
I'm terrified. <laughs> but these kids are like, yeah, that's my friend. That's my I'm gonna give him a yeah. That's I'm gonna give him a drink. That's my bro. Yeah, and they're like, yeah. Let me sip off that right. same straw you sipping off of. You don't know what's in my mouth. Right. You don't know who I've been what sucking. What, what I did with it. Right. Who, if my my father might be doing something to me, you don't even know. Sure. But now you've passed on more and more. You you're too familiar and comfortable with people. Yeah. You know, I I. I tell you I'm almost on my birthday. My birthday is Sunday. And one of the things that I just keep saying, this birthday, I have to acknowledge my mother for being that parent. Mm. I could come to my mother and say anything. And the crazy thing is anybody who knew my mother could come to my mother and say it. You know, a lot of my friends that had sex for the first time told my mother before they told their own parents. Mm -hmm. But if we had more of an open communication, we would be able to do that. My son is 20, about to turn 21. And I'm like, my son tells me everything. Ma, so this what happened and da-da-da. And I'm like, oh my God. In my mind, I'm like, I can't believe he just told me that. Because, you know, you don't want to hear that about your child. But it's like, okay, I'm glad you said something, right. you know, and I, I hate to put my son's business out there, but he got burnt one time. Thanks, Mom. I know, right? Thanks, <laughs> Mom. Look, I'm thanks. Right. So um, he got burnt one time by this little girl. So he, and the crazy thing is he had never been in that situation before. He didn't even know what it was, but he was like, oh, my God. Ma, come in the bathroom. Look at this. <laughs> and I was like, what? Wow. So when I walked in there, he was like, this hurting. I said, oh, baby. I said, nah, you know, we're going to have to go to the doctor now. Mm. And he's like, what's wrong with that? He was like, why am I? Why is it hurting? Why is it burning? I was like, yeah, you got burnt. I said, you had sex without a condom. No, I didn't. That's the only way it can happen, baby. Right. I said, baby, guess what? Don't lie to me. It's already happened. It's already right. done. I said, so now we have to take the steps to get it cleaned up, get it, you know, taken care of. Yeah. But for real, he was listening to his friends. His friend said, dip it in vinegar. Oh, um, pull. <laughs> yeah, you could clean it with a Q-tip. I said, oh, man. Uh, no. That man no. Up. But you know what? Because they didn't know either. They had right. never been burnt. So okay. they just like, yeah. Clean it up. Put bleach on it. Put, you know, anything that would clean. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're like, do this, do that. Nah, son. Son, we're going to have to go get something. Oh, man. Yeah, he- but it's, it's true. So just imagine how many young women out here who can't go home and tell their parents. Or how about young women? Anything. Fishy and don't know why. It's not because you fishy. It's because you and him didn't match. Right. Your, your pH balance is off. Right. You ain't fishy because you grew up that way. You fishy because y'all didn't match. Right. But nobody says that. Right. Nobody's talking to them. Nobody's saying, hey, baby, you got to sit down in that bathtub. You can't keep on taking showers. Right. You know, you got to make sure you wear a condom. You, he can't just keep on, I hate to say it, ejaculating into you. He eating all of these, you know. McDonald's sandwiches every day. Seriously. Right. And, it's, and the right. thing is, the the girls are not even understanding what's happening to their body. Right. So they're like, you know, and, and they think, oh, it's a little funky. He ain't say nothing, so I'll keep having sex with him. I done had sex with him. I done had sex with him. I done had sex with him. Then I'm letting them take condoms off. Basically, we spreading all the germs all back type. and forth. Yeah. Now, I done spread it to like three other guys. Y'all don't know. Y'all ain't going to know until y'all spread it to the next chick. Mm-hmm. I know I'm on fire over here. Right. Mm-hmm. But 
they don't have that conversation. Yeah. And like you said, Darrell, you know, we need to have an open communication. We need to stop being so busy. Yep, you know, right. we get, we can't say, hey, all right, baby, look, get your homework out. Get, come on, get your homework out. Take your phone. All right, let me let me take care of this while you say whatever you're saying. You need to really have that sit down. Sit down at one on one. Yeah, which it's, is missing these days. It is. Yeah, it it is. is. And I mean, not just with the kids, but even the kids that have kids. You know, you got the babies that have babies. Oh, yeah. You know, the 15 and 16 year olds. They don't know how to raise a child because you were so busy not raising them. Mm-hmm. You know, so. So they're doing the same thing that they see and it's a, a vicious cycle Why, read something somebody says something <laughs> look these comments is jumping my uncle shout out to my uncle Ronnie my uncle Ronnie said, Hi, Ronnie. he said uncle back Ronnie. in the PPO 32 yeah. uh, back in the day we were limited to a shot for gonorrhea or craps now you die from AIDS absolutely and that's because you got the mixture of dis- renarial diseases. You know, you got the mixture of this person is already carrying something in them that's wrong. Right. Now I want to have sex with him without a condom. Then I have sex with you without a condom. Yeah. Then I'm going around and passing it. Y'all having sex with other women without a condom. And then you keep coming back to me. Mm-hmm. Who's it? And it's not. It's like a mixture. Like they have now... Uh, what is it? Herpes simplex 26. Yeah. That's killing people. Hold up. I remember 10. So we exactly. went up. Oh, yeah. It's another strand. And yeah. then what happens is these strands are multiplying into something mm-hmm. different and they yeah. can't give them that same mm-hmm. antibiotic and knock right. it out. Right. You know, you can't take an antibiotic for seven days anymore. Same thing about the flu. Mm-hmm. Every year the flu comes out, yeah. they say, come get your flu shot. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a new strand of the flu now. Mm-hmm. Now we got to give you this flu shot with a mixture of this flu shot to get you but guess what if you don't talk to your children about that you know we and that they were talking about today um uh put giving the kids condoms in high school nigga give them condoms in middle school middle school, school now right yeah. like these middle are school. kids that yes. are experiencing it because their mom and dads are not home and not believe me i'm not blaming the mom and dads for working because i know we got to do what we got to do but we also have to listen to our children. All right. Hey, we gotta go to a break. We will be right back. Please don't go nowhere. Get spicy. So <laughs> My name is Ruth Rusi. I'm a retired teacher. I'm 91 years old, and this is how I live united. I say retired, but not really. Once a week, I read books to children as part of United Way's education program. Reading to a child creates links between language and literacy. It creates a bond between grown-up and child. And believe it or not, it prepares them for a better academic future. Oh, we read about frogs and flies and pigs with wings, all sorts of juicy stuff. It's a joy to watch all those little faces. I figure I have the time and they have the need. And I've always believed that if we're not here to help each other, then what are we here for, really? My name is Ruth Rusi. I help kids prepare to succeed in school. So I don't just wear the shirt, I live it. Give, advocate, volunteer, live united. Go to liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. My name is Mira Batra. I have been in this country 32 years, and this is how I live united. America has always been the land of promise, and in my community, many families have come for a better life. 
Coming from another culture myself, I know the desire to become part of a community, to feel at home and to gain the tools for our children and families to succeed. So I advocate for these families with United Way. United Way empowers them to look beyond their histories and to see what opportunities are available. We help them get involved with their kids' schools, network within the community, and when we do, we unite them. We make the community stronger. What I do is something I wish someone had done for me, and I am so grateful I am able to. My name is Meera Batra. I help families see opportunities and succeed. I don't just wear the shirt; I live it. Give, advocate, volunteer. Live United. Go to liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. Keyboard Cat, Hamilton the Pug, and Toast Meets World. These are some of the internet's most beloved pets, with millions of YouTube views. You are listening to BeExposedRadio.com. We appreciate y'all for taking time out on y'all Friday to check us out. I love the discussion. I really do. I'm, I'm glad everybody's commenting. I don't see too many EIB people, but EIB, if you're here, just give me a thumbs up, a like or something. Um, I want to say thank you, first of all, for having me back on the show. I always enjoy myself. It was really nice meeting, too, Darrell. So, yeah, we had some little outside conversations after the break, which I absolutely love. And, you know, Lee, I always love her. So, yeah, yeah, you know how that goes. Yeah, no. These comments, let me see, let me go. You want to read something? Yeah. Oh, Andrea Young. Oh, that's Andrea, Andrea, we went yeah, to school with. Yeah, oh, yeah, hey, yeah. man. <laughs> hey, man. PPO3 class 95. Okay, what did you say? You said you didn't come from a broken home or lack of love. And with what? Within everything that my parents kept me from, for some reason, it says see more, but I cannot okay. get to it. Is it on yours? No, wait a minute. Where are you reading? Uh, yeah, mine is right there, but I can't see what, what, what? happens. Oh, okay. I don't know. Wait a minute. We're trying to get to you, Andre. We're trying to give you your I just want to see what you said. Okay, let me see. We're going to get a couple of y'all comments then. Oh, you know why? Because you probably, it's it's so far back. Um, That's probably why I won't show you all okay. of it. Thank y'all okay. for these comments. Y'all well, active I, I didn't read the comments all the way, but I'm, I'm going to say that... Um, Hey, Evelyn. Evelyn's here. She's from my group. Hey, Evelyn. And Latrice was there, so I saw them. But um, hey, Evelyn. I'm also going to say that, it, like Andrea said, though, she started to say in that comment that we were reading, sometimes the parents feel that if they hide things from the children, that they are protecting them. Mm-hmm. And that's because that is also how they were raised. Right. But because times are changing, and especially now when kids have a computer in their hands, mm-hmm. that right. phone, you can see any anything. and everything Indeed. on this phone. You know, you have the internet, and I, I'm kind of happy that they have it, but also we as the parents have to put some kind of guideline on it. Indeed. You know, I want you to be able to Google it. I don't want you to be like me, had to run downstairs, get your funk and Wagner encyclopedia right. that gave you like this much information and you like, but um yeah, so you know, you have the opportunity to go on your phone, but you know, parents sometimes don't realize that by hiding this or not talking about it because they're uncomfortable will make the child make a decision that is maybe not necessarily correct, you know, or maybe they're just asking their friend and they're saying like, well, what would you do? 
and the friend might not know either, but because the friend won't be down, oh yeah, well, you know, I'd, I'd go ahead and have sex with them. Even though they probably never had sex before, you know, and they're just doing it to be doing it, you know, and then they don't really know. And unfortunately, like I said, you have a lot of parents who are scared to communicate this kind of situation. And it can be scary. It can be scary when your son or your daughter says, well, ma, what's eating out? You like uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Look, you like, is that what you're talking about? You know, but you have to also, like I used to tell my son, it's so funny. I would tell him, tell me what it is and then use it in a sentence. Mm -hmm. Because I needed him to make sure he knew what he was saying. Mm -hmm. So like he... And this, I know my son is going to be like, Ma, you're telling all my business. <laughs> so my son had another situation where he actually received fellatio very early yeah. from a little girl in a school. Uh-huh. And of course, he didn't say fellatio. He called it head. He said, Ma, I got head. And I said, <laughs> use it in a sentence. <laughs> and he said, the girl put her mouth on my penis and gave me head. And I was like, now I know that he know what he talking about. Now I need to explain it a little mm -hmm. bit further. Yeah. And I think that's when I said to myself, I would never hide what he needed to know. Because right. it was like, damn, this is early, but I need to say something. Yeah. You know, and I need to let him know it's okay that he said that to me. Right. Right. You know, and sometimes a lot of these little girls can be a little hotter than these boys. Oh, yeah. And the boys that, you know, their hormones are racing. So they just like, all right, yeah, I'll do it. Sure. Yeah. You want me to put it in your butt? Okay. All right. Yeah. They, you know, <laughs> they don't really know. And right. that's why it's important to have um, a father and a mother around, even if y'all are not together, but to learn how to co-parent, mm -hmm. you know, because... You need to have that. You need right. to have that. Naomi, boom. Hey, okay. Naomi, we All have right. seen you in <laughs> Good to see you. Thanks so, first you watch the signs of their curiosity, then explain the birds and bees and the pros and cons in the matter. Yes, Chad, absolutely. But sometimes it doesn't come to you in that way. And I agree that you would explain the birds and the bees and the pros and the cons. But sometimes it doesn't come that way because of something that happened outside of your home yeah. that may have took them by surprise especially right. boys mm -hmm. you know these and i hate to say it you know but these little girls are like on fire yes yeah. you know they doing stuff because they want the attention that their father or mother is not giving them right. or you know they don't know what it means to have attention mm -hmm. right. good or bad they don't know the difference you're right so yeah it's it all starts at home yeah well it, it does but remember you can be a great parent at home you can be you know all of the things that a parent should be but if you go out there and somebody can say hey you don't want to get in my car you don't want to, i'm gonna take you for a ride i'm not going girl i'm just showing you my car <laughs> how is that girl manipulated? You know what I'm saying? She's manipulated into thinking, oh, he's not going to do nothing to me. Mm -hmm. My mother made me safe so she can protect me. But at that moment, that's why they're not being protected. Yeah. You know, we've had so many um, uh, news uh, informationals uh, come up about girls being taken for like sex. Um, shows and sex parties and then um, what do they call it trafficking sex trafficking we've had so many in Baltimore like we're talking about in the last 
two years, we've had hundreds of them. And that's because somebody can say, oh yeah, let me show you these pairs of shoes. Oh, you need shoes? That's what you need? Or you, oh, you want a Prada bag? I can get you a Prada bag. Or you know what? You want your hair done? Yeah, because you're hair in that ponytail and that's not becoming to you. Right. Now I've already got your attention because you're thinking, my mother don't care about me. She made me wear this ponytail. She made me get my hair braided for the first day of school. I don't want my hair braided. I want my hair out like so-and-so. Right. Hey, and guess I'm sorry okay, to cut you ahead. off. We got to go to another break. We got to pay some bills. Please don't go nowhere. <laughs> Are you thinking about getting your GED diploma? Well, here at the GED Pep Talk Center, we've got a number of pep talks that can motivate you. Sometimes things don't always turn out the way you want them to. You know that feeling? People look at you and don't believe in you. You want some gentle encouragement. Then you're on your way to your GED diploma and a better life. But I know they're probably just a little bit nervous. You can find it in yourself to take that first step. You can improve your future. You can do this. I know you can. You need to start pushing yourself. Now get your game face on and take the first step towards a better life. Hurry up. Don't make me repeat myself. Whatever level of motivation you need to get your GED diploma, we've got a pep talk that's right for you. Call 1-877-38-YOUR-GED or visit yourged.org for your pep talk and find free GED classes in your area. GED is a registered trademark of the American Council on Education. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Check out this flashback from Sunset Soul Radio. You know, just just us as a, as a people, I feel like you should, you should not feel good about that. I'm not quite sure why people... Why that's a, a why you feel why you would feel happy like I that's the part I don't understand like I can appreciate the women feeling like you know they told their story and finally justice is going to be served mm-hmm. but I don't I don't understand the feeling happy about it um, or or the thought that as a woman because which I've been hearing that a lot as I hear people talk about it and I um, look at it on Facebook and I've heard other radio stations speak on it it's like you should, you should, as a woman, feel um, vindicated, or you should feel, you should be happy and proud, or you being a um, survivor of molestation, I know you should understand and be happy about it, you know, pro me too, mm-hmm. I don't agree with that, oh. I don't, I don't agree with, first of all, that I should feel any kind of way, um, and I don't think, I don't, I don't, I don't find that doesn't make me happy to see a man go to prison, especially at his age, and basically for the rest of his life, and dealing with the fact that you know his own personal things, his daughter just died. Like I can't be happy right. about that. Um, even if I feel justice is served, I can't be happy about it. Right. I would just say nothing. I would just feel like okay, we won, justice is served, and that it will be the end of my, in my opinion, my emotion. But the thing that bothered me is today. He had after the sentencing. You are listening to BeExposedRadio.com. We're back. Okay. We're back. Thank you guys again for your consistency and staying with us. We're talking about sexual addictions. My question, though, um, <clears throat> what are the signs, you think? The signs of addiction or signs of... Signs of addiction, period. Not even just sexual. Um, what you think? Sometimes they seclude themselves. Um, you know, you can't get them to do much. Um, same thing with a drug addiction. You know, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll come to your party. But then they never oh, show no. up. 
or you know they uh, they're like um what are you doing oh i'm in the house i'm oh i'm so tired right. you know they make excuses about what they're doing or where they are who they're with mm-hmm. um oh you on a tv all day long you watch a tv all day long yeah no i was just you know watching the show it's really good and then they can't tell you the name of the show or nothing about you know, it or nothing about it right, right. Right. And they sitting there watching porn all day. <laughs> or, you know, for men, and I, you know, I don't know because my son is older now, but for men, you know, when they're masturbating a lot, they usually go off where they're by themselves because it's a private moment. You're right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they might do it in the bathroom, in the bedroom, or they might have sex with a woman and then say, oh, you know, I got to go to the bathroom. And he's in there extra long. That's because he's still masturbating. He's still trying to get off. Get off. He got you off, but now he got to get himself off. Right. You know, and same thing with women. Women are like, oh, yeah, you know, sex was great. But then she pulling out a toy every five minutes talking about, okay, wait a minute. Let me get off, you know. Right. Or, you know, they have people that um, just would always want it they and they want it for no reason right. they want it you know morning noon night they like sitting there talking about it they it's like a it's like a dream a fantasy it keeps happening so and then you know you know your children too you know your children and you know your friends and you know like if you don't see them or they're hiding in the closet or they every time you come home they like right you know they sitting at the table like huh what what you want me to do you know so, right. Those are the signs. Mm, mm, mm. And then, you know, for your kids, you know, when your kids had a bad day or, you know, if they if they say I had a bad day today and I'm going to my room and you like changing their pattern. Right. Yeah, right. And they or they changing their clothes all the time. And you mm-hmm. like, why you keep going to the bathroom? Why don't I have no more toilet paper? Like, what are you doing with the toilet paper? Right. You know, they putting their little ejaculation and napkin hurrying up throwing away you know you see a bunch of toilet paper it's the truth though i mean y'all laughing yeah. but you know you got children you know what's up yeah. you all your washcloths real crusty yeah but oh, <laughs> or, man, or a socks, oh man a socks i used to think with a guy socks. his son would masturbate in socks and it'd be a whole bunch of socks and i'm like why you got all these socks out here he's like i don't know he said it's always like they missing he said they all crusty i was like <laughs> Ooh. ooh. <laughs> I was like, ooh. Look, ooh, ooh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they was all crusty and whatnot. I was like, ooh, ooh. The young oh. man trying to, you know, please himself. Yeah. Shouts out to him. At least he's being safe about it. <laughs> well, so like it's, it's safe, but it's unsafe. It's yeah. safe, but it's unsafe. You know, yeah. it's, 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 it's natural, it's natural, but it's unnatural when it gets to be a habit. Mm. You know? Well, I must have had some unnatural times in my life because I think we all had was a habit for me at one point. Well, I'm going to say this. When you're younger, it's different yeah. because it's a getting to know period. Mm-hmm. Especially with boys. What? Yeah, because yeah, that. Like, what? Uh, I'm going to ask y'all, as men, is that how y'all get to know your sexual, I don't know, like your, your sexuality? Is that how you get comfortable with it, with masturbating? I'll let Mr. White answer. <laughs> oh, you gonna push it on him? You're not gonna okay, answer. Let him answer first. Okay, we gonna we gonna hear his answer and hear yours too. Don't try. Okay. <laughs> so ask that question one more time. <laughs> so does masturbating, like when you were younger, did that teach you how to be comfortable with your sexuality, like how to have sex with a woman? Um, no, not my personal experience. My my personal experience was. One in which 
I was exposed to pornography early myself, mm-hmm. right? Um, and what's interesting is that, and I, I don't know if you chiming on tonight, but I had a buddy, <laughs> right? He had a foster sister, uh-huh. Uh-oh. and I'm telling you, she was bad. <laughs> now look at his face, yeah, <laughs> bad. I don't know if she was no. bad. Okay. But she was doing some bad things. Bad. Oh. oh. Yeah. So, so he did. I mean, 13. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And she was older. That's how I start, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was older. Because they start practicing with you. Mm-hmm. And then I'm at his house. And he's saying, you know, that's your opportunity right there. I'm paraphrasing. That's your opportunity right there. Wow. Oh, man. And I, op- I remember opening the door, and she was laying on the floor. And I closed the door, because I didn't know what to do. Right. But I remember what I saw. Yeah. Exactly. Because once you, once you get that pornography. It's you know, burnt in. Yeah. It's hard to get rid of those images. You're right. Psychologically. You're right. Yeah, right. and then subconsciously, when you, to, to answer your question more specifically, one thing that happened to me as a boy that I didn't really understand was wet dreams. Right. Right. Like, what in the world is going on? Yeah. Right. right? Mm-hmm. And you start remembering those images. Mm-hmm. And then your mind, the, the mind and the body is, is so, so amazing that you begin to draw and make the connections. Yes. Right. On your own. Yes. Involuntarily. You make yes. the connections. So before you know it, I'm in there on the floor with her. Mm-hmm. Right. Doing what I saw. Exactly. And then I get addicted to the feeling. Right. And that's when the addiction starts. That's where the cycle is. Right. It's constant. Because now I'm at a place where I'm alone. But I still have my porn. Right. And you have the visual. And I have the right. visual. Right. Mm-hmm. So now I'm calling my boy up. Hey, is she is on she, that floor? Right. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, and she was ready and available. Because yeah. she allowed it to happen. Yeah. Right. So go ahead now. It's right, your turn. Don't think, don't think we forgot about you, um, son, son. What was the question again? Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. No, I want to be accurate. Did, go ahead. Question was, the question was: Did you allow was masturbation your way of getting comfortable with sexuality? Your sexuality. For me, it was. Shout out again to my uncle Reggie. Uncle um, Reggie. Were y'all here? No. Um, all right. Well, like I was, me and uh, Mr. White was talking. I used to have a schedule when I. Went to middle school. I played lacrosse. When I came from, you know, my games or whatever, practice, I go to my grandma's house. One day, I get to snooping around. And my uncle was the one, you know, everybody moved out of grandma's house, but you got that one uncle. That's his name. That's still there. Mm-hmm. So I'm in his room. I open the door. He had some porn books stacked about this high. So mm-hmm. then I'm being nosy. I see a video. This back when the, the VHS. I grab a tape. Go downstairs in the living room. Pop it in. I'm watching the porn. So I'm emulating what they doing. But then, you know, I get an erection. Right. It's my first. I've never done anything. Mm-hmm. So I get, you know, the masturbating. I see the white stuff and the feeling. I'm like, oh, that kind of felt, felt good. good. <laughs> I'm going to do it again. So every day after school. That's what you would do. I'm doing it. And it's the thing schedule. is, how my grandma's house is made, front door, TV, me. Pants down on the ankles. All to the ankles. Wow. Mm-hmm. I don't, if somebody come through the door. They're going to see I'm, you. I'm you caught. Right. But 
I did get comfortable with myself starting from that. And then with the piggyback off of what you said with the girl in the room, yeah. I'll never forget it. I'm eight years. The difference between growing up over East Baltimore and West Baltimore. Mm-hmm. We eight. I don't know if you remember Randy Peters. Yeah. We, we, we go back that far. Right. Over East Baltimore, we play ball. After we play ball, they talking about going up such and such. We nine, eight years old. They talking about getting bosom. Right, going up so-and-so's house again. Over Park Heights, we hooping and being kids, but they getting coochie. So, mm-hmm. like, running behind them was like, damn, they doing that at this age? But my cousin, i never forget it. Took me, it was this girl. Uh, Sean, well, Sean is what her name is. Facebook friend. Anyway, they had her in a room. Mm-hmm. I'm eight. My cousin bring me in the room. She like 12. She in the, she in the bed. What you gonna do, cuz? <laughs> what do you mean? Right, because you didn't know. Right. I don't know what to do. He picked me up. She had a clothes on, put me on top of. Her. I got out of there. Ran. I was scared, but yeah, I would say masturbating. That did get me comfortable with who I am. Mm-hmm. And you know, emulating those videos got me wanting to explore certain things. Yeah. And to be perfectly honest, when I broke my virginity. The girl I had sex with, I still remember that day like the black yesterday. Right, <laughs> me too. The girl didn't know that I was a virgin. Right. So it was, you know, still to this that, day she don't know. I think that, like you said, the connection of remembering what you saw, mm-hmm. seeing it in real life and putting it together. And the thing is, if you don't know what you're putting together, somebody could take advantage of you. Mm-hmm. Like the girl 12, the girl older than you, yeah. you know. They they take advantage because they're like oh oh I can I can do whatever I want to him he don't know no better yeah. right <laughs> and that's what I mean you know like guys talk about it now and they like yeah I used to have this babysitter she was fifteen she let me suck on her tits yo she raped you pretty much for real for real in real life yeah. that's what she did that's she raped she did. you <laughs> she was thirteen and you was like eight. Yeah, <laughs> she raped you. You know, like you, they don't want to say that, but this is the truth. You got right. Rape. You got yeah. rape, brother. And then you have, and even you know, and I hate to say it like this, but some people have. Most of my cousins are like older, older. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have that cousin me reality. Okay, but a lot of people that have those younger cousins that are in the same age category or close in age, the cousins did it with the other cousins. Cause they didn't know. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. they they had sexual experiences. <laughs> wow. I'm serious. You know, they had like mm. no, maybe you didn't have it, but I'm telling you, they had cousins that were like 13, yeah. 10, and 12. You know, they all hung out in the same kind of family setting, and they would be like, "Let me see your boobs, and let me see your penis," and mm. and because they were learning it, mm-hmm. and they had been taught something or saw something, mm-hmm. they want to know well, what you know about it. You know, let me see. Yeah. They don't make the connection that we're family and we shouldn't be having sex it's just the curiosity right you know i mean i take it back to my experience of getting to know who i was and it was like i said by mistake i um was taking a shower and you know back in the day when you didn't have an actual shower you had that little like piece that you put on the faucet and it was the hose so you know at my grandmother's house she had the faucet with the hose at our house right exactly we had the row house that Mm. we had the faucet you put the little hose thing on and you was like this then you put right exactly put the hose down you wash your body Mm. pick the hose up yeah so what happened is I had the hose on and my grandmother something had happened where she had to take 
the hose to the actual faucet. So the water was coming out real forcefully. Mm -hmm. And I had the um, hose up, like washing myself off. And then I got to my, between my legs and I was like, oh, wait, what is that? <laughs> I was like, what is that? So I was like doing it again. I was wait like, a minute. <laughs> well, hold up. So I opened my legs a little wider and I was like, hmm. Not bad. I was like, why is this happening? So then when I went over to my grandmother's house, I was like, you going to take a shower? She was, I was like, you want me to take a shower? And she's like, oh, this girl want to take a shower. You know, she never questioned it, but I was like, yeah, I'll take a shower. Look, uh, I'm, I'm ready to get in the bathtub. Right. But for me, it was like, oh my God, you know, what happened? Mm. And then I guess at that age when your body, especially when a woman's body goes through that much stimulation, it forces your period to come on. So I was like eight when my period came on. Wow. So my period came on, and that's when my mother was like, you know, let's talk. Yeah. And I was like, talk about what? I thought she found the hose or something. <laughs> she was going to say something to me. But she was like, I need to tell you about it. Your, your body is growing. And then when I got to elementary school, like my boobs were bigger than everybody else. I mean, middle school, my boobs were bigger than everybody else's. And I went to an all-girls school, and I kept on looking at them like, why they don't have boobs? And I got boobs. Mm. You know, and then by the time I got out of middle school, I was in a damn C cup. And them girls was just as flat-chested. And I'm like, what is going on with me? Mm. And then, you know, I got to see other women that looked like me. My mother gave me this book called A Woman's Body. Mm. And it takes you from the transition from a little girl to a woman. Your period, how your body starts to grow, how the sensation of your, like, your nipples and your vagina and your clitoris. Mm. And, and it, it actually helped me because my mother actually sat down and talked to me with it. You know, we went over the book. So that was just, it was really helpful. But it, it gave me an opportunity to figure out what was going on and to know what I had. And then I had like sex with a couple of girls before I actually dated guys. And I, I mean, not the kind of sex, like a penetration kind of thing, but I had like sexual experiences with a bunch of girls because I was, I was just curious why they didn't look like me. Mm. You know, I had a girl that she didn't have big boobs like me, but her nipples were huge. Yeah. And I was like, well, mine don't look like that. Why mine look like this and yours look like that? And then we got to the dark skin, light skin. So she had a darker skin vagina and mine was light. And I was like, well, why yours look like that? Mm -hmm. And she was like, I don't know. You know, <laughs> like yeah. we had a couple of in intimate moments because we didn't know. Okay. So we were just experimenting with each other. And then I was saying to myself, you know, like maybe I don't want to be with a girl. Maybe I'm, I want to be with a guy, but I'm scared to be with a guy. So maybe I'll just walk my way through this. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I will say you had this fool, but I still don't Yeah, I know. I was, I was a virgin. I was a virgin all through high school. I never had sex until I got out of high school. Actually, the, and the guy will tell you that I had sex with the first time, you know, down the hill, friend of mine. We're really great friends. His name is George Bumbray. He'll tell you, I was the first, I, he was my first boyfriend. He's my first, you know, real boyfriend and he's the first person that I had sex with. That's crazy because she used to talk a lot of shit. That's because I knew a lot. I knew more than y'all knew. I knew more than y'all knew. We would never would have thought that. Right. I knew more. I said, what? 
You ain't got, and it's so crazy because all the girls that started having sex and getting pregnant, and I was like, damn. <laughs> I was like, I ain't never gonna get pregnant. I was right. like, I ain't having sex, so <laughs> you, you know, were comfortable. You 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 was experimenting and getting to know yourself, so you were comfortable. And I had a mother who I could actually say, like, hey, this is what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know, when I got to where it was starting to get like. My boobs, I think, were like a double D by the time I got out of high school. And I was like, yo, I I was going fast. I mean, I had hair all over my body. I was like, why? And I mean, I remember guys saying, oh, I like the hair on your legs. And I'm like, I hate this stuff. Like, what are you talking about? (laughs) Or, you know, the the doorbell thing. Remember, y'all used to run through the school? Doorbell. And I mean, they would take that finger and punch so hard in your boob. And it'll be like, oh, my. Oh no, my! We had, we had games back in school. Oh my! Yeah. God. They used to take that finger and it would be like it would be like a knife, and they would go doorbell boom, and I was like, God, yeah. why do they hurt so bad? Yeah. But I didn't realize like it it was the sensation of everything, like your period, major boobs hurt, all of that other stuff, mm-hmm. you know. And when everybody was you know not on their period, and I'm on my period like in the bathroom with a whole. You know, you had the big long pad. You had the pad that was about as long as your arm. You're like, I don't want to put this on every day. You know, you hated it. You know, that's before they came out with the tan packs, the tampons, and all that other stuff. Yeah. It was just horrible. You got to go to what? Another break. Okay. We will be back, y'all. Here's what you missed on Salacious Life Radio. Now, when it comes to your children... Especially if you're dating someone that you actually like, like, like actually like, you do want to, you want it to work. So you're gonna hope and encourage the relationship between your child and that person because you like that person, you know. So you're gonna hope for the best. I mean, sometimes yeah, it just doesn't work, and you can't make it work. You can't force it. It's like a branch. You keep bending it. Eventually, it'll snap. And even if you put it back together, it'll never be what it once was. Mm-hmm. But you definitely pray on it. You hope for the best, you know, because like nobody wants to spend the rest of their life alone just because. That a, a particular relationship didn't work out, but you had this beautiful creature as a result of it. You know, but you don't want to necessarily spend. And you're not all of a sudden a bad person. You're not all of a sudden not going to fulfill this other person's needs. You, madam, are a harlot and a scoundrel. <laughs> <laughs> because so, I had one kid is, while I was still married. Like, <laughs> but what if you, I'm what just saying. So I take that back. What if the, what if the situation turns around the other way? So you ready for your child to meet? They meet the person, and this person is a giver. So this person's buying your child lots of gifts and wanting to. I do, would usually. Do you like, let them? Don't, you, know, you don't let You don't uh-uh. like if it's a birthday or or some sort of holiday or something like that. Okay, and they want to get them a few things or get them something. Okay, but just on like a regular basis, like unless it's like Nestle's quick. Or something that you can get from like you know what I'm saying or like Kit Kats or something like that. Like no, don't spend a lot of money. It's unrealistic. See, I'm sorry. Unrealistic. I feel, it's I, unrealistic. I feel like don't like try to buy his. Tune in live to Salacious Life Radio every Wednesday from 9 to 11, only on Be Exposed Radio. Business owners need more customers? Offer fantasy sports contests and generate more sales. Restaurants, bars, hotels, auto dealerships, real estate offices. Whatever your business, fantasy sports contests can help you increase your sales and bring you more loyal customers. You are listening to BeExposedRadio.com. 
What? We back? Yeah. Oh. That's oh, let me, let me. Oh, oh. Look, 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 yeah. look. Anyway. Pull that on the low. Pull that on the low, low. Yeah. We're back. We thank y'all. If you all would like to call up, please call us up at 410-702-5657. We would like to hear from you or... I can scroll through my phone and call some of you. <laughs> you are on speaker. Have it whichever way you like. Okay, so listen, I, I saw that your post that you're going to talk about titles. So mm-hmm. what's up with the titles? Mm-hmm. Boom! We yeah. can get right into it. Okay, let's go. Let's go. Let's right. go. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> let's so, go. Okay. <laughs> my question to you all is, do titles matter? Let's say you deal with somebody. You're doing everything that couples do. Going out to the movies, blah, you know, everything. Does it really matter that this person is your boyfriend and girlfriend, or do you just let things flow? I'll let y'all answer first. Let me go first. Okay. I say let it flow. Let it flow? I say if you if you let it flow mm-hmm. and things are mutual, then you you both have an understanding. That connection is there. Y'all have that understanding. Y'all, you, you don't have to put a title Preach. on it because y'all know where y'all both stand. Preach. And it'll just flow on its own. I'm with you. Okay. Ah, that's a tough one. I think communication is important. Right. Because if, I'm just saying if, big little word, <laughs> I just let it flow. Mm-hmm. And I'm caught up in what I think is going on because of all of the dynamics. Mm-hmm. And then here comes this other guy. I may be jealous, right? True. That may cause some kind of envy and strife. And hold on, what's going on? Right. I thought we was, you know what I mean? So I, I think I would appreciate that communication. I agree with you. So we know exactly what it is. We know what the boundaries are in this dynamic. Right. Rather, rather we have something or we don't. It's the communication is key. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. I agree with that. I agree. Oh, let me go ahead. No, you go in. Sure. Yep, you go in. I agree totally. Now, if you deal with somebody and y'all have an understanding, as far as okay, we're not we're not a couple, but we're doing things that couples do, and as long as we respect each other, I think that matters. Yeah. Now, if you're dealing with somebody and y'all, you know, doing other people and all of that the communication needs to come back to the table again sure so communication <clears throat> excuse me but as far as if you're kicking it with somebody and y'all doing things that couples do i would say let it flow <clears throat> okay your turn <laughs> <laughs> i need the title you need the title i need the title and i need the title because I want you to know I'm yours and you're mine. I want the title. So when we walk out in front of people and, you know, people see me out, oh, that's my lady. That's my lady right there. Uh That's my lady. That's my lady. Uh I feel like that, oh, that's my man. Yeah. You know him? Oh, that's my man. Because I'm going to tell you something. The letting it flow for me has never worked. Because, see, when you... In, in my situation, mm-hmm. you let it flow, you go somewhere, and somebody roll up, like you said, you get a little jealous, and, oh, this is just my friend, this is just my friend. Mm-hmm. That just my friend, and we doing all this? Nah, that ain't gonna work for me. Yeah. 
You know, and I, I think when you are in any kind of relationship, whether it be boyfriend, girlfriend, early stages, yes, communication is key. However, when you are around other people, mm-hmm. there has to be a, a borderline. Like if 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 him and I were dating. And a guy ran up to me, hey girl, wait a minute, come here, baby, squeeze my butt and all that. First thing you're gonna be like, oh, wait a minute. Right. This ain't that's my lady. Excuse me. Oh, my man, I'm so I, I didn't know. And he gonna back you know, the guy gonna back up because it's it's said but not said. That's my lady. Don't mm. put chains on him. Same thing with me. Come out, him and I going to the movies and the girl God, I ain't seen you. Oh, and she and he like a dead court and he likes because you know how men do. Y'all be like, right. and then Stuck. the girl we we sit on the side like, oh, is that right? Right. <laughs> and then I had to stick my head in the conversation. You, that's my man. <laughs> I'm his lady. <laughs> you know, and I, I just feel like it, at some point though, I do believe that the title is important. Right. Not that you just tell me my title, but you show me my title. Mm-hmm. It's a respect oh. thing. Um, same thing with marriage. Mm-hmm. You know, people say, "Well, I ain't gotta get married." No, you don't have to get married. However, when it comes down to the law and something is wrong with you. I can't make a decision for you because you ain't my husband. You know, or you can't make a decision for me because I ain't your wife. Right. You know, and my thing is, now your mama come up and she going to make a decision on the man that I've been dating and I've been dealing with for 30 years. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. See, and that's that I try to break it down to people in a medical way because it happens a lot. You know, him and I dating 30 years. We living in the house. We shacking up. We got kids together and everything. And then something happened where he goes into the hospital. And they say, well, ma'am, who are you? And I say, I'm his friend. I've been shacking up with him for 30 days. And they said, well, where's mama at? And his mama, she don't care. She want his money. Right. Oh, yeah, kill him. Take him off life support. You know, do whatever you got to do. Or she might be saying, well, no, keep him on life support. He wanted to live that way. But maybe he had told me something that maybe is because your relationship with your woman and your relationship with your mama is null and void once you get with your woman. Because now you have you have dropped off mommy and now you have a relationship. And same thing with maybe, you know, when you're not really dating and it's nothing and, you know. Because you know you don't want to get misconstrued with who you are. Right. You know, and you don't want to step on boundaries. But I feel like, yes, I want the title because I want the boundary that goes along with it. I don't just want the title for you to say, that's my girlfriend. No, first of all, I'm not a girl anymore. So I'm not your girlfriend. I can do more than a girlfriend can do. I am your woman or I'm your lady. Let me ask you something, though. Do you honestly, do you think that you need a title to know your boundaries, though, with that person? I don't need the title for the boundaries. They need the title for the boundaries. It's the opposite person who needs the title for boundaries. Mm -hmm. Because my thing is, if you say I'm your lady, I already know it's certain things I'm not going to do that I would do if I was single. Right. Mm, right. You see what I'm saying? the The boundary ain't for him. It's for me. Right. You know, and the same thing opposite. If I say he's my man. Then he know as my man, he shouldn't be doing certain things because it doesn't even look good. It doesn't sound good. It's not good. And it could lead on to other things. So really, the boundary is not for me. It's for them. 
speaking of titles, okay. would you would y'all say I'm, I want your opinion on this? Titles. Do y'all think titles change things? Like, do people allow titles get to their head? Like, have you noticed changes? Like, yeah, it's okay to have boundaries, but sometimes, like I've noticed, sometimes even in my experience, when you add a title, some people just they, they switch up altogether. Well, that's because some people can't handle their title. Right. You know, just just like everybody you call king ain't a king. And everybody you call a queen ain't a queen. Right. You know what I'm saying? You know, but when you have a title like senator, supervisor, um, administrator, you know that they run with boundaries that certain things you can't do with those people certain conversations you can't have you know I'm, not, I'm at the job i can have any kind of conversation with you because you and i appears mm-hmm. right. but my supervisor i can't come in there and tell them right. oh fuck y'all i'm late now what y'all gonna do right. you know i can't say that because right. that's my supervisor that person has the power to change my career left or right right but if you my home girl me and you can go in the back girl i hate this fucking job i i don't care nothing about this job i was late because i wanted to be late but you already know that boundary is being crossed. Some people can't handle their line, their their title. Hmm. And I think that at that point, though, is then where communication comes in full set. You know, you have somebody, especially like marriage. People say, well, now that I'm married, I don't, I don't bang with this person. You don't have to not be friends with them. But you have to know that there's a place for them in your life. Right. And there's a place for your family in right. your life. Right. You know, and your children. Right. right. So you got to make sure that, you know, you have those boundaries with your friends, your family and your children. Same thing about mothers, Mm -hmm. you know, men that are uh, mama's boys. Mm -hmm. Your mama can't keep on jumping in this relationship because your mama, excuse the expression, ain't fucking you. Topic coming up in the show soon. I'm serious. Mothers and sons. I know a Seriously. lot of women that go through that. Yeah, because you yeah. know the thing is, get off the titty. You ain't yeah. you ain't your mama's boy no more. Mm, I you know, know a lot of people. Yes, yes. Coming, oh, it, oh, it's more now than ever. We're gonna talk about that. Yeah. Because most of the men are either gone or in prison. You're right. But guess what? Stop letting that be an excuse. Yeah. Because the one I got ain't gone and in prison. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Nah, nah, but and then here come the mother talking about, uh uh-uh, uh, don't be doing my son like that. Nah, what? Yeah. Yeah. Why are you even here? <laughs> Wait, right, why are you even here? Yeah. Like, you know, my thing is certain things I'ma do for your son that you can't do exactly. and should not. Because your title is mommy. <laughs> my title is woman, his woman. Right. You feel me? Or you have the competition with the food, you know, like, oh, I know my son like greens and I'm bringing over a steak because he said he wanted steak tonight. And then he over there like, yeah, ma, I really love your greens. Yo, (laughs) didn't you ask me for a steak? Like, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't trip on because your mother here. Right. Still go upside down. Right. Exactly. Don't do that. Don't try to shame me because your mama here. Because when she leave, you ain't gonna go over your mama house. I'm like, baby, come on, give me some kisses. Let me go in. Nah, you gonna be in my bed saying that. So get it right. Get it right. Get it right. Oh man. That's what I mean by the title situation. Yeah, he has to establish the boundaries. Mm-hmm. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm he you. does. Yeah, he got Because the boundary ain't for me to set. It's for you to set. Yeah, right. So who who do you think in a relationship should establish the boundary? Well, the, the boundaries for the opposite person is for the person to set. But my thing is, when you have a person 
you already know, like women know, I don't know about men, but women know from the get up. Do I want a relationship with him? Am I having sex with him? Or, you know, do I want something else? Mm. So when we get to the point where we want the relationship, then that's when we should communicate it. Because this is an early stage where he can even say, oh, you know what? Hold up. I ain't really want no relationship. So, and then that that's fine with me because you let me know. You said to me, oh, I don't want a relationship. I'm really about the sex. Because now you threw the ball back in my court and I can say, you know what? I'm good. Sex that we had already, let's charge that to the game. I don't want to do this anymore. Mm. But again, you got women saying, well, you, you, that's. You don't want to be with me? You sure? Like, I can do this. And then she makes herself more available to this guy hoping things would change. But he going to ride the pony out. Mm -hmm. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because he he already know I don't want no relationship with you. Mm -hmm. When a man want to be with you, he want to be with you. He's not going to be like, hey, you know, well, I can't come over tonight because the guy's having a football game. What? You know, and then the woman, the same thing about the woman. You can't expect the woman to say, oh, yeah, you know, I'm going to be your lady, but I'm out here with my girlfriends every night, all night, going to the movies, going to the club, doing everything. But I'm supposed to be your woman. Right. And sometimes I got to pull back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Okay. So that's why I said I, I need the type. I see. Oh, <laughs> I need the type. Sabrina, your baby, Bonsu, said title is awesome, but not when it's given prematurely. Exactly. That and that's what I'm talking about. When you make the decision to be with somebody or you want a relationship with somebody, then that's when you say, you know what? I've, I'm really enjoying this relationship. You know, yeah. I'm hoping that we can, you know, keep it going and we can be more than just friends or maybe we can take it to the next level. What do you think about that? Oh yeah, well I want to or I don't want to. And stop taking it so personal when they say they don't want a relationship he might feel like maybe i don't have the right job yet maybe i want to make more money maybe i want her to have a real man and right now i don't feel like a real man you know sometimes men go away do their thing get their shit together and they come back it might be too late but they didn't got their shit together and they said, all right, I'm back. Boom. Got my shit together. Good. <laughs> I was waiting for you all this time. Right. You know, and, yeah. and men do that a lot, too, because they they want to be somewhere for themselves. Exactly. You know, and they, of course, they can't show us what they want to do because they're trying to get it themselves. Mm-hmm. So you have to allow him to be a man and grow up and do the things that he want to do. And he might just be in between a situation where his past relationship might be on life support and he trying to figure out what's going on here but he really does like you mm-hmm. you know but you have to allow people to say yes or no to your situation got a point mm-hmm. but you got some men out here though that don't like jumping from women to uh, you know woman to woman and maybe just taking their time trying to find that wife so they might not and, and I agree and guess what I agree but again, that's when he would say something like, hey, you know, I'm not really looking for a relationship right now. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to, you know, figure it out. Figure it right. out. Right. And my thing is, you can't make anybody love you. Exactly. You can't make anybody love you. Exactly. You know, you, you have to show them something that they are looking for. 
Right. And that whatever they looking for, because you know, some men looking for another mama. A lot. You know, they are. I mean, some men are looking for another mama. Some are looking for a partner to, you know, throw the spades game. Baby, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a card game tonight over here, and she like, all right, then I'm gonna make the food. Right. You know, or baby, I'm going out to the mall with my homeboys, or I'm, I want to go to Miami. Baby, go ahead, have a good time. But you you should know that when you come back, two weeks from now, we're going on our trip together. Right. You know what I'm saying? So you got to understand. You, you got to kind of communicate and figure out what kind of man you have. Because right. no man is the same. And no woman is the same. Right, right. Chad Davis said you either want to be a desperate housewife or a power couple. Exactly. And that's the truth. You know, you got a lot of women that get married because it sounds good. Mm-hmm. And they marry because, oh, right now he's got a million dollars. He's driving a BMW. He got a six-figure job. But now he got fired. Right. Now he's driving a, a Colt. Right. <laughs> Maybe he got a putt-putt. He got to start that car up with his feet like the Winstones. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And now you like, this nigga ain't shit. He ain't it. it. Can't do that now. Guys, some people just get married because they like the, the idea of it. Yeah. Right. Rather than being in it. Right. Right. They and that's true. They want to get out of it. And right. So. But see, my thing is, you, we know this because we get the signal. We just ignore it. Mm-hmm. We ignore the signal. Pay attention to them red signs. Yeah. I mean, and they out there like flashing lights, like right. boop, 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 boop. <laughs> but sometimes we're ignoring them because, you know, we feel like, all right, it'll change. Something will happen. It'll be different. Sabrina said some men give a title just to keep sex. Sabrina, how about you call us up before one zero seven zero two five six five seven? Because I would like you to elaborate on that. You believe that? Yeah, I believe that. Some people do give a title because they want you to not give it up to nobody else mm-hmm. because they only want it. Yeah. But that's again something you should communicate. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And that doesn't mean that they're not gonna give it up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Selfish tactic. Yeah, exactly. Selfish. Um, but women do it too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah selfish tactic. Talking about you, my man. But she got Peter Paul and mm-hmm. Bobby over there. Bobby, women, Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky, and Mike over okay. here. <laughs> <laughs> right. You got Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky, and Mike over there. Mm-hmm. See, titles yeah. can be tricky. You're right. Titles can be tricky. You know what? Titles are tricky because you make them tricky. Mm. You have to communicate yes. what you want. Clear communication. And then my thing is, at a certain age, like, you need to say, I do want it, I don't want it, and be ready to work for it. Because no relationship is easy. You're, you're going to, relationships are tested when you go through something. Right. You know, and I mean, it doesn't have to be something really big, but you, you'll decide whether this person is really with you, against you, or for you. Right. You know, right. when you lose your job. Maybe you get in an accident at the job. You got to take disability for a couple of months. Or you have to do leave without pay or something. You'll know right. whether this chick is really for you or not. Yeah, you definitely know who in your corner. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, this is in like regular life too. Yeah, you know, a, right. In our predicaments, you know, when we both got sick, you yeah. know, you, who, who picked up that phone and said, hey, you need something to eat? Or who came over and said, are you hungry? You know, you want me to do something for you? Right. You know who your real friends, boyfriend, girlfriend, or whoever is mm-hmm. when you go through something. That kind of situation leads to whether you're making a decision of this is the right person. Right. You know? And don't just marry that person because they were there for you that one time. That might have been their plan. 
I'm gonna be there for him this one time. Hopefully, when he get well, he throw me a few dollars. Right. You know, and you right. like, you wait a minute. It. I want to hear the men's point of view. Y'all so quiet. Hey, I'm absorbing all this, this <laughs> game. Not even game. You like what Chad said? Chad said they love you. They'll wait. Love is patient. Yes, it is. Yeah. yeah. Yes, it is. Long suffering. Yes. So you're going through the storms and whatever you're going through, you'll see over time. Who's mm. with you. Mm. Right. And then, and then let's look at it from a different perspective. Um. And this is controversial, what I'm about to say. That's my preference. That's okay. Um, I like it. Sometimes you could be in a relationship with somebody who has potential. Mm-hmm. Right? All the potential in the world, they have the effort. But what they're lacking, unfortunately, is that thing. Whatever that thing is that you really need, mm-hmm. they fall short on that thing. Mm-hmm. So what happened is instead of being loving enough, being patient enough, mm-hmm. that individual. Just get out of the relationship. Just bail out. Right. Say, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. Yep. You're yep. not whatever. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, and I've been waiting for some time and still don't, still haven't gotten what I'm looking for So now I'm out. Right. But where's the love for real? Well, the thing is, you could love somebody and still bail. Really? Yeah. Let's talk about that. Okay. How much time we got? Look. We got about about 20 minutes, 15 minutes. I'm going to say this. You could love somebody and still bail. The the whole potential thing, you you see the potential in this person. And like you said, that thing, that thing that you've been waiting for, that thing that you're looking for, and it doesn't happen. It doesn't mean you don't love this person anymore. It means that they are not living up to the potential you think that they should live up to or you they're not doing that thing that you think that they should do now let me say this before you bail out you should have already had that conversation to say you know whatever that thing is you know let's let's say in my situation i was dealing with a guy who had potential and i thought you know he was smart enough to do the things he did but he was not financially savvy at all okay and i said to him you know you have great ideas. You have great business thoughts. Mm-hmm. But you are unable to bring the thought to fruition. You will okay. not go through the process of the business requirement. Okay. You want to go from here to here. Sure. Without, we're skipping all of these steps. All and right. you have got to go through these steps. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, you know, I'm going to do those steps. I'm going to do those steps, but I'm going to do them later. Well, you can't go here to here and then repeat the steps back here to try to get it together. You right. see what I'm saying? I got you. So then you you have that conversation. You say, you know, listen, I, you know, I was looking forward for us to be in together, but I see that, you know, this is not working out because maybe you don't trust me enough to help you with your business venture and me take you from A to Z instead of you going A, B, D, and Z. Okay. And then, and I say, well, you know what? I don't think this relationship is for us. Mm-hmm. And you you have to know it hurts like shit mm-hmm. to let it go. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you got to let it go. Yeah. Okay. But like Latrice uh, Fellow, she just uh, commented. She said, you see more in that person than they see in themselves. Yes, sometimes that's definitely, mm-hmm. definitely a problem. Mm-hmm. I've been there. Oh, Me too. Mm-hmm. Hurt like shit. It does. Here's my take, <laughs> Here's my take on that. Okay. My take is. 
And I'm going to use a, a, a common phrase that I hear <laughs> quite often, ride them down. Right. right? Mm-hmm. If I'm saying that I'm going to ride or die with you, right, there's no condition to that. There's mm. absolutely no condition. So I'm, I'm, I'm giving myself to you despite of what, what, no matter what it looks like and despite of what season we go through in life. And I'm going to love you enough to be patient enough to wait for you to develop the way God is going to have you to develop. Because okay. I can't change Okay. And, and right? Okay, right. I get that. But yeah. now let me ask you a question. Shoot. How long do you wait? Exactly. How long do you wait? Because I'm going to tell you, wait a minute. Before you answer this question, I want you to think about what you can really say. Because, see, you said you was going to be controversial. So, bam, I'm here for Uh-oh. you. <laughs> My thing is this. You wait and wait and wait and wait and wait, but they dragging you down to more and more. Because for real, this situation is not for them. It's that is not like you said, God everybody got something that God gave them. Yes. Mm-hmm. Sure. But just because God gave it to me don't mean I know what God gave me. I'ma do something else yes. that God ain't giving me that I can't really do. And, and but you gonna ride with me, so I'm thinking it's cool that I keep on fucking up. And I got I got a timing on this. Yeah. Sometimes when you sit there and wait for them to find that potential or see that potential that you see in them, you're missing out on other blessings that could be out there for you. Or, or they give up. I respect it. And you done rode with them and now they gave up. Exactly. And now what you well, like that's something. That's, something, that's, a, that's I, I, a different dynamic. It is not. I'm not talking about somebody giving up. But see, that's what I'm, I'm saying. You riding with the person, uh, though. You said you're going to ride with them unconditionally. Absolutely. But my thing is so, okay, so let me give you a scenario. Shoot you and I together. Uh-huh. I say I want to be a beautician. Mm-hmm. I do have my kitchen. I'm a, the best kitchen beautician. Mm-hmm. Now I want to go into my own business. I want to open up a shop. You ride with me. You help me get the shop. Mm-hmm. But you see... My clients ain't coming in like they supposed to. People are complaining about the way I do hair. I'm not paying my uh, booth. I mean, my mortgage to the place on time. I'm going out every dime I get from doing hair. I'm going out spending it on shoes. I'm not thinking about the household. I'm not thinking about you. I'm doing what I think mm-hmm. my potential is, which is doing hair. You riding a dine with me, and I keep on saying, "Baby, I don't have the rent this month for the place. Can you help me with the rent? The rent two thousand dollars." And you like, "Well, how much you?" Got and I got eighty dollars, and you're just gonna keep on giving me two thousand dollars. You're gonna keep on giving me one thousand thirty dollars every time I ask you. You're just gonna keep on doing it. When do you say, "Wait a minute, hold up, yo"? Is that what you really want to do, or do you want to buy shoes? You want to be a graphic designer, or do you want to be a kitchen beautician? Like, what do you want to do? Because kitchen beautician, are you making the money at home better than you making it in the shop? See, when do you say, wait a minute? Exactly. Hey, we gotta go to a break. Y'all don't go nowhere. Every time we get juice, we gotta go to a break. We'll be back. I'm loaded. I'm loaded. Okay, yeah. I'm going I'm not even gonna say anything. Fifties, late forties, so early fifties. That's not uncommon. It's a lot of. I mean, I could, I could, I can give you examples like that. But it's a good thing he's dead because she can, she can actually move on. Like you can't move she on. Can't know. If he was alive, picture. If he was alive and she found out she was having sex with her father for fifteen years, uh, you can't move on from that. Somebody's got to die. You can't. It's gonna be hard. <laughs> 
die. Somebody's got to die. So wait. <laughs> that means he didn't know either, though. Immediately. So I could stop vomiting because I don't have nothing else left to vomit. All my means, insides, but that all my skeleton. He didn't know either. That's what would be the crazy well, part. Well, he wouldn't. He still doesn't know because he's dead. How does that game go? Marry, screw, kill? How does that work when it's your dad? Oh my gosh, we talk about stuff like this and more every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on Talk Lately, the radio show. Only on BeExposedRadio.com and on YouTube live where you can see it. The Artist Exchange Radio Show every Friday, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Every Saturday, 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. Real artist, real talk, real live on BeExposedRadio.com. I was meeting with a friend yesterday, and I've gotten to the point where don't ask me a question because the truth is going to come out. Exactly. Just don't do it. If you ain't looking for the truth, don't come to me. Don't do it because (laughs) I, I, I can't hold my tongue. And she wants to be this, uh, stylist, uh, boutique. But you're not doing anything right. in that nature. And I can't take you seriously mm-hmm. if you're not doing those things. And I understood why people didn't take me seriously because I found myself in, in somebody else's lane. I was good at what I was doing right. and what I wanted to right. be, but I wasn't doing it for me. So how can I ask you to take me seriously mm-hmm. if if I'm living in somebody else's shoes? And nobody can do what you do. And I think that that's the big problem that um, people face now like you see what somebody else is doing and you want to do that when that's not your lane that's not your lane that's not what you're supposed to be doing but it's popular it's getting that person money it's getting that person applause oh i want applause i want money let me stand over here behind them and then a lot of times people aren't honest with themselves either like i was thinking earlier today and i've been woke for almost two days so (laughs) so you get honesty yes (laughs) and i was thinking like you know the artist exchange Radio show. Thank you for tuning in to BeExposedRadio.com. Sit back, relax, and listen to this flashback of the Artist Exchange Radio Show. What does hustle hard mean to you? What does that signify in your life? Uh, that's a lifestyle for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, true story, I was born into uh, a family in a community of hustlers. Now, let's, let's get focused right quick. Because when people hear the word hustler, they confuse it with con artists mm-hmm. or something negative. So they like to call people entrepreneurs, right? Mm-hmm. But the definition, and I'm paraphrasing, you know, but the definition of hustle is uh, forced movement or to be hurried, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But we're not talking about just pushing other people. Sometimes you got to push yourself, and it's that what makes you a hustler, true story. Mm-hmm. So the thing about it is, like, when it comes to hustling, mm-hmm. listen, I, quick story. I used to go buy juleps a lot, right? And my grandmother used to make me clean a yard, you know, shovel snow, do things like that to go get a julep. But one day she was like, look, you putting all your money in someone else's pocket. Word. Save those quarters and I can teach you how to make a formula and you can sell your own juleps. You understand? Mm-hmm. So the next couple weeks, I I'm saved my money. I'm always a hustler. <laughs> Listen. Everybody got to my story like that. Grandmothers are the natural hustlers because they were the ones who maintained and sustained our families through mm-hmm. epidemics. You're talking... Big Mama went through slavery and held it. You're talking Big Mama went through the Depression and held it. Mm -hmm. Big Mama went through crack and held it Mm -hmm. and still maintains it today. Mm -hmm. You are listening to BeExposedRadio.com. Right. 
We are back and before we get into our topic again, we have new music charts that have been posted and we got a new number one on the charts. Rebel Row, another one, knocking out Edward Bird who held the spot for weeks. Congratulations. Mm, congratulations. 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 Shouts out to y'all. That was good. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so we back and back. Yeah. We're on you about the ride or die. Go ahead. Let's go. I mean, I'm, I'm ready. To, oh. Okay. Okay. Eh, eh, eh. Exactly what you said. Okay. What I'm saying is, when do you say enough is enough because you rode with this person, but they're taking you down, they're bringing you down. At what point do you say, you know what, maybe this is not a good fit? Or do you say it? Because you said you don't say it. So, so it's, it's ride or die, mm. right? That's the or is the conjunction. Right. Right? So it's even one or the other. One or the other. So if I'm saying I'm riding, I'm riding. It doesn't matter what, it doesn't matter the season. It doesn't matter if you have all the potential in the world and you're not, your potential is not manifesting itself in this time. Right. I'm riding, period. When I, when I add the die piece, I add the condition. So I need to be clear in the beginning that I'm going to ride or die. Right. But if I say I'm going to ride, I'm going to ride. That's it. So let me ask you a question, though. Okay. So have you ever been in a relationship that you gave up the relationship because you knew it just wasn't a good fit? I have not. And that's why we yeah. that's why we're here. All right. <laughs> let me bling 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 till the cows come home. Okay. Oh, so man. let me just tell you that's why you can't see what we're saying. Right. Um your situation, bless God, that you didn't have to go through that. But I've been in a situation and more than one situation where you ride for a person harder than they ride for their own self. Yeah. Or, you know, you, their potential is just not developing. They, they go to a point, and, I, and I'm not going to talk about any relationship specifically, but I'm going to tell you yeah. that you're in a relationship where the person wants to start a business or they want to start something that they're good at. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm going to tell you something. When they made one pocketbook, they didn't stop. They made a thousand of them. Mm -hmm. But in order to hustle your pocketbook, you got to be a hustler. I tell people all the time, hustlers are born. They aren't made. Right. They're born. You hustle what you do. Your job. Right. Your job, you know it. You know how to do it. Can't nobody you know, fuss with you back and forth about it. They might give you some pointers, but you know the basis of your job. And the reason why people come to you for your job is because they're saying, I like what he's giving out. He's confident at what he's doing. Mm -hmm. He's telling me something that I didn't get from Joe Schmo. Because believe me, in your your job, there's a thousand people to do what you do. But what makes them come to you? For instance, barbershops. Mm-hmm. Hairdressers, yeah. nail salons. Mm-hmm. If if you go from the top of North Avenue to the bottom of North Avenue, you probably can pick you a, a thousand nail salons, a thousand hair shops, a thousand barber right. shops. But what makes you continue to go to your barber? Right. You like your barber because he cut your hair. He said, "Hey, Darrell, how you doing today? What's up, man? Tell me about your family. You know how's the kids going?" He didn't. He didn't already engrossed you in a conversation that you just like. Yeah, that's my man. 
Yeah. People say, you know, who's your barber? Oh, that's my man. He's so-and-so and so-and-so. Yeah. When ladies get their hair done, oh, I only go to this one person because she did my hair this way, and I like it. I got 20,000 compliments. Right. I'm not going to nobody else to do I go get my nails done at this black salon, but I could go to a Chinese salon. They're going to have me in and out because my girlfriend ain't going to have me in and out. However, me and her going to chit-chat. We're going to drink a little wine. We're going to talk about the kids. We And that's what's keeping me there. Right. But... They're hustling their business. Right. They're hustling their business because they do. They, they've perfected. <clears throat> excuse me. What they do, right. and it makes us come back to them. Mm-hmm. But when you're not good at what you think your hustle is, mm-hmm. yo, somebody's got to say, and that that would, might be you. You, the husband or boyfriend, got to say. <clears throat> excuse me. Hey, maybe this. That's not for you. Maybe. Right. Maybe you're not good at that. I see that you're good at this, maybe not this. Right. And that's what I'm saying. When I say ride or die or know that you have to tap out, I'm not saying that you have to be like, all right, look, your first hand salon didn't work out. I'm out of here. I'm not saying that. I'm saying you have to say to them, maybe hair is not your job. Maybe doing kitchen dues on the side is good for business because you can make your little extra money. Yeah, kitchen, that's what they are, kitchen beauticians. You know, that might be good, but you really should get a nine to five and then, you know, work that out. Right. Maybe I'll get you, maybe I'll clean up the basement for you and put you a uh, hand chair down there so you can do your hair down there. But you can't, you don't make enough money to keep this salon open. Well, all right. Well, people, we thank you all for tuning in. Another great on, show has man. to come to a close. I know, like right? Mr. White, along with Miss Go-Go. Thank you. Thank you so much. And you never know, you might see this foursome plus one next week. Yeah. See y'all next week. Don't go. Whoa. The moment my son saw a redwood tree. It's huge. Is the moment I knew that for him. You can't even see the top. Even the sky has no limit. There are some moments only the forest can inspire. Find yours at discovertheforest.org. Learn about forests near you and discover cool things to do when you go. Your moment is out there. Find it at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. The Exposed Radio. Well, if you made them, take care of them. Yeah, I, that's, the real, right. that's the real deal. It's period.